Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Marvel 30 Questions. It's time for Moon Knight 30 Questions, a show where each week we ask 30 questions about the new Marvel Disney Plus show, Moon Knight. I'm Adam Porter, and joining me today, don't touch his conchu, sweet Sean's a Kovacs from the internet. Leave that alone, it's not yours. Mm-mm, no sorry, Bob, and he don't want you touching anything, that's why he's not here, Bruce Leslie. Wah, wah. Unfortunately, uh, Bruce has caught himself a case of the COVIDs, and of course, in uh, West Virginia, the thing started flooding up as well, so the poor guy's getting it from all angles, and so we, we had to give him the week off this week, but fear not, uh, we have 30 questions for you from the first season, episode 6 of Moon Knight. Uh, let's get it going. Question number one comes to us from Noah. Noah writes, did season, uh, excuse me, did episode six seem like they forgot that they only had six episodes and just remembered in the last moments and just re- and just stuffed it all in the final? It was a good episode, but felt a little rushed. That's from Noah from the Darkwoods. Well, it does. It does feel that way a bit, uh, but it's fine. I, I, you know, I, do, I, I prefer things to be at this pace versus the Netflix uh, 13 episodes where, you know, there's like three episodes in the middle, even in the really good shows where you're just like, come on, man, let's get to it. I was talking with somebody about, uh, the topic of lost came up mm. and you remember like the era of when lost, when there was a writer's strike and all of a sudden they were just kind of stuck in the same, like, you know, we're in jail and we're in jail for the like next three episodes. We don't really go anywhere. That's what, and then sometimes you just go, oh, all of a sudden we got to like, you know, rush to the end and get someplace. And thank God, though, that we don't have those 20 episode demands that television shows used to have. Oh, yeah. The the, the 24 episode. They're like, OK, you get 24 episodes. And then they were like, OK, maybe 16, uh, maybe 12, maybe six. It, listen, maybe you need to be the right number that you need to be and not worry about the specific number that you actually hit. Agreed. And now that everything is streaming, that seems to be the case. And that is okay by me. Yeah, I think it's a, a move in the right direction. And anybody who doesn't like it, I, I scratch my head as to uh, as to why. Let's go on to question number two. This one comes to us from Matthew. Matthew writes, does the field of reeds sound like a great place or an awful place to spend eternity? That's for <laughs> Matthew Secular Man Vandiver. You know, Matthew Secular Man Vandiver, I had the same thought when he was standing in that field. Um, I I don't know if standing in a field of reeds is my idea of heavenly. (laughs) Uh, It's, it would be more like, Hey, this is something. And then after about five minutes of that, I would be like, okay, so what, what, what what are we doing here? Is this it? Um, (laughs) Yes. So I, I totally feel your pain when it comes to this question. I think that, I think that it's more of like a, uh, it's that that blissful feeling is probably now, what they're trying to get across. Now, according to the show, is that th- this whole thing was what he like his his idea of like peace would be what this is. Is so my so my guess is is that it how does that character? How, come on, how does that character? How is this that character's version of heaven? Because it's Mark, it's not Stephen. But can I? I'll t- I'll tell you why. He, and he says it, and I and I totally get it. It's so quiet. That, mm. that peace that's in there. There you go. That is it. That, it's that because is, it's so quiet. That is the reason. He sits there, and he's in this giant field, 
And like, I don't care. Like, if for most people, like, even if you live like outside of like you know a major metropolitan city, you could still walk outside of your house and still hear a lot of things going on in the neighborhood and all kinds of stuff. That is something that I like really would like. I've I've kind of gone the opposite in my entire life. Now I would love nothing more than to just be in the middle of nowhere around no one where I can't hear anything and it's just pure silence. I just kind of go like. Yes, Mark, I understand this. I understand, just want to be like, isn't this just lovely? It's just quiet. <laughs> I don't hear anything. Like, occasionally you might hear like two barks from a dog just to kind of let you know that there's like life and in, in something like way in the distance, but you so don't it's not really creepy hear anything. That there's no sound. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's not unnerving, but it is just like the most that you hear is just kind of like the, the wind and the rustling of the leaves a little bit. You don't even hear a bunch of nature like, like cicadas aren't like attacking you. It's just that <laughs> nice kind of like, ah. Oh, you want that to happen, and like I, I can't get that anywhere I go, and so I, I, I get it. I understand. I, I'm, I'm on board with that for some weird reason. Okay, understood. Let's go it to number sense. three. <laughs> so the psych word is in Mark's head. What are we doing here? Yes. Okay. So here's what we can. What what I feel like we can finally put together after everything. So the psych word is and isn't real. <laughs> okay. So it isn't real in as much as that was the place that we put in, for lack of a better term, we're just all calling Mark, right? Uh, so in Mark's head, the mental asylum was where he would go when he was knocked out, i.e. shot or asleep, you know, when he's gone, when he's incommunicado, checked out. And that's where all of his subconsciousness then is is doing that fighting, right? And so I stopped listening. I stopped listening because I don't care. That's cool. This mental institution is that is that place where all mm. of his thoughts and stuff are battling back and forth, and it's just kind of that residual thing that's handing by. In this story, however, we do get to that point to where it kind of I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's real, but like when we start seeing Harrow's bloody footprints and stuff like that, that's him finally being able to see through this, but he's seeing through it as the Jake character. If that makes sense. Jake is the one who actually kind of starts seeing through all of this nonsense. It is a little bit, it's yeah. So to answer the question, ultimately, yeah, it's a little bit convoluted. Yeah, but it's like, it it's, it's real and it's not real and it's there and it's not there. It's mostly in his sleep, but at the same time, perhaps not. So if that clears it all up. Oh, definitely. Perfect. Uh, number four, Mark turns into Moon Knight, cape, cowl, bandages, etc. Uh, Steven turns into Mr. Knight's suit and sticks. And when Jake takes control, do you think he has a different outfit? Is there a precedent for it in the comics that comes from Rob? I don't know, and I wish Bruce was here this week. because I don't Well, know. I do know. I do know this answer. Because I've seen pictures not. of him, but I've only seen him in like the flat cap and stuff. He does not have a different costume. However, the way that they're doing it in the series is that each different, um, each different character or essence of him it has a different suit. So my guess is that if they do have a second season of this, then there will be a different style of suit. I think that it will be more along the lines of what, it, what Mark wears than the, the, the Mr. Knight suit, but boy, that Mr. Knight suit is just great. Um, anyway, the, uh, uh, and Conchie was wearing a suit at the end of the show. So maybe the, uh, I, I think that, 
if you're going by comic books, the answer is there is no change, but I think that they're going to change it for the MCU. They need a little something, I guess, but like, I feel like, uh, and we'll, we'll talk more about it as questions go on. Cause we do kind of bring this stuff up. Uh, let's go to number five next. Uh, this comes to us from Justin. Justin writes this week's episode. Opened- no, uh, no, 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 you're right. I'm sorry. I just realized that you're, you're, you're asking all the questions. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. I was just asking Bruce's question. I'm just kind of jumping. You can ask no, the please. next Bruce question if you like. I'm right. <laughs> uh, this week's episode opened with uh, The End by Earl Grant. Do you like these uh, more than these Disney shows opening with a Marvel anthem or a different song? So uh, opening up with a regular Marvel fanfare or a little bit of a song? What's your choice? Well, I love the Marvel fanfare. You know, it gets me in the mood. However, uh, uh, you know, Loki did this with precision accuracy of opening with, with, with popular music. And, uh, so the answer to your query from my perspective is depends on who, uh, is doing the choosing. Yeah. It it needs to be something that's kind of interesting and new. And what I like too, is that it's not always going with something that would maybe be considered like the obvious choice or something like that. This song is not one that, you know, flows off the, the tip of everybody's tongue. Like, you know, uh, what a wonderful world this could be or something like that. You know, right. it's uh, right. it's something that's a little bit more in there and can, and I love when shows do this, that also opens up people to looking at music that they otherwise would not actually look at. And there's so many great precedences uh, for things like this, be it something like, you know, James Gunn's guardians of the galaxy. It's like, Hey, here's a bunch of these great hits and stuff from some bands that maybe not have gotten, especially when you look at like uh, what you call it there, peacemaker, that may not have had all of this kind of, you know, big hype and everything, but here's, check all these kinds of things out. This has that kind of same sort of vibe that I hope gets more people into music that they might not necessarily kind of get into. Even Guitar Hero, when that came out, people were discovering classic rock songs and other like, you know, hidden kind of deep cuts that people had never seen before. And then they went out and like discovered other bits of music. So when things can broaden people's musical horizons, I'm all about it. Yeah, agreed. Number six. Is there an edict at Marvel that a new character has to be introduced in every television show and movie at Marvel? I feel like it's starting to become that way, but is that necessarily a bad thing? I don't know. I I think it is because I think that like, let me put it like this. So, you know, there's certain times when it works and there's certain times when it doesn't work. Like I don't, find uh, half of what they've done on the television series when it comes to like shoehorning in another character. Uh, uh, I haven't found that works very often. Um, As a matter of fact, I would say most times it doesn't work. I think it works in Hawkeye. I think it works in Loki, Uh, but anything else, it has not worked in my opinion. So with this, oh, like, I mean, like silver, uh, like the, like the scarab kind of thing for this one. Well, this, oh, oh, oh my Lord. I, I mean, come on, man. What are we doing here? And I understand representation is important and they even kind of get that point across in the show itself where that little Egyptian girl says, are you an Egyptian superhero? And she yeah. says, yes. And that is, that is a really cool moment, quite honestly. But because this has happened 800 times before it loses some of its sting. That's fair. And so that like, Make it happen when it works. Don't make it happen just because you need to make it happen. I cannot think of a single 
Marvel series where we're not introduced to a new character in the series. I can't think of a movie in the last bunch of years where that hasn't happened also, where we're introduced to new superhero characters. Well, devil's advocate are, are, you know, obviously, you know, off air and everything, you, you kind of text us a thing that, you know, whether erroneously or not, Kevin Feige has the next 38 years planned for Marvel or whatever it is. Uh, so you got to figure they're going to be planting their flags for all the future endeavors and stuff that they're going. And I, I, my guess is that's the only way that they feel like they can continually do that is if you just are, cause if you're not moving forward, are you moving at all? Even I guess. And maybe uh, just by using the ones that you've got there, maybe there's something in their brains that say, Oh, that's a stagnant thing. And we don't necessarily want to stay stagnant. We always want to stay moving. Well, sure. And I, and I understand all of that and all of that makes sense and you should continue to do that. But my point is it's in literally every single thing that has come out. There hasn't been one movie or one TV show where the, that hasn't happened. And I, and I find that to be cloying. What if they did it like the Simpsons where they had that one little kid on there? What was the kid's name in the family? Roy. Oh man. Was it man, Roy? I, can't <laughs> I think it was Roy. <laughs> Be cool like Roy or something. <laughs> and then Roy has to leave at the end of the episode. <laughs> See you yeah, guys and it's later. 20 and it's 2032. Kevin Feige has said that Marvel has things mapped out till 2032 now. And that's how this podcast started. That's how we started podcasting together was that they had said that they had, they had everything planned out till 2021. Yeah. They were kind of just pointing to the horizon and saying like, Oh, we've got some pretty good ideas for everything that we're going to be doing down this road. And we were just like, Oh, this should be good. Little did we know how big and gigantic all of this stuff would actually end up being. I mean, I don't think we certainly could have anticipated that. It's crazy. Not to this level. Uh, number seven on a scale of one to 10, can you rate the CGI of Amit that comes from Justin? Uh, you know, for me, all CGI at this point is at least an eight. You know, like they've gotten so good at all CGI, whereas at the very least an eight. And it, it really is the exception to the rule when you're seeing something that's that's less than a five at this point in a major motion picture. You know, like like monster trucks I'm thinking of <laughs> when I'm thinking of like, well, that's awful. <laughs> Bad job by you guys. Like that's, that's, that's bad. But still so, like it doesn't, you know, it could, it could look a lot worse. It that certainly movie. could. It certainly could. But I, but I mean, these days to have CGI that, that works and looks good is pretty standard to the point where like, I don't even, it, like, I don't even register it anymore. You know, where, we're like, Oh, that's a, that's a talking crocodile. Like that doesn't, that doesn't, move the meter for me at all but of course it, has, it is <laughs> it has to be something completely different now for me I, like i have to see something i've never seen before at this point in order for me to go oh my god what are we seeing and so for me it's 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 the standard eight is where Ahmet's cgi is for me yeah i think it's i think it's really good uh the thing that i think is almost even more impressive is uh if you see the lady that they got doing that voice holy moly she certainly don't look like a crocodile i'll tell you that right now uh, wow not a crocodile lady shocking i thought hmm. they i thought they would typecast and get some some one that's got some really bad teeth or something but no good looking lady who to who to thunk it in hollywood no less it's, it's a strange one uh i thought i thought it was really good um 
I find it interesting between that character and and the hippo god that like they're characters that you tend to look at the mouth a little bit more because obviously mm-hmm. they're talking and that's the thing that's in the closest to you and I guess that's what your eyes focus towards but at the same time too like I find myself also looking in the eyes of these characters which makes me feel like it's a real character that you're just like oh <laughs> let me see what this character's thinking about and shoot and shoot and you look in the eyes and it's like it's right there <laughs> I don't know so where are you giving it uh I'm gonna go eight two yeah I'm giving an eight two uh, on on eight let's let's roll into number ooh, eight look at that All the fight scenes with Jake happened off screen. This has made me eager for more Moon Knight, but it's also frustrating. Should they have shown us what happened? Bonus question. How many MCU characters with bulletproof wings is too many? (laughs) Cheers. That's from He-Hulk in Bristol, UK. Uh, The answer to that answer, or the the answer to that question, He-Hulk, is uh, if you have two characters who have bulletproof capes, you you have one character too many with bulletproof capes. Yeah, you don't need that same thing over and over. Like, if every character flies, who gives a crap if a character flies anymore? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, I'm going to fly. Well, whoop dd I can fly too. All right, well, yeah. guess what? Flying's not impressive anymore. Right. And, and like, I, you know, I know that it's a contrivance just because they're like, well, how do we, how do we deal with this? Oh, I know. He'll have a bulletproof cape. You know, oh, these bullets don't work on 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 cotton. So <laughs> they didn't think about it. You know, you'd think that they would uh, go through some sort of process where they wean that out a little bit and got bullets that would go through cotton specifically, but no, no oversights no, no, happen. They and, have their own agenda. That's, that's why. You got, that's why you got to have some sort of good union on your hands here to make sure that all it goes through properly. What the hell am I talking? Question nine. Nine, which costume do you prefer, Moon Knight or Mr. Knight? Uh, I got to go Mr. Knight because, I mean, while the Moon Knight one is good, I got to admit, it was, uh, it's a tough costume to do because it's one of those that looks really cool on a comic book but could look really turd in real life if you screwed it up. Right. Uh, I think with what they what they had to work with, it, the Moon Knight costume was as good as it could get could it be better? Maybe. Maybe. But ultimately, I think that's why you got to go with Mr. Knight because it's clean, it's classic, and, you know, who doesn't mind kicking a little bit of ass in a three-piece suit? It's true. I'm also looking forward to seeing a lot of fat guys dressed as Mr. Knight this year at Ooh. Comic-Con. <laughs> we, we call him the Big Knight. <laughs> Full Moon Knight. Oh, what if there's... Oh, okay. All right. Go with me. We have a combination of Mr. Knight and Mac the Knife from, oh, Mac, from McDonald's. Oh, my word. So oh, my. The big giant head and everything, but he's going around with those little uh, sticks beating the hell out of people. Uh, maybe that's Jake's costume. Jake Jake is Jake is Mac the Knife from, yes. from McDonald's. <laughs> yes. I think Man, we that just thing saw- went on forever. Did anyone give a crap about that thing? Like, why are we? Why are we seeing this? Like, we had so much of it. Then there was like little, little, little figures and stuff that you could get. Like, they'd give you like a Mac of the Night in like oh, a, yeah. in, in, a, in a Happy Meal, as if that's something a child wanted to go. Like, this is my favorite <laughs> character. You kind of looked at it and just try to convince yourself, like, this is cool, right? I'm like, this is no better than Grimace. What? The, what? Who am I kidding? What a, what a crock. <laughs> no better than Grimace. 
Uh, no one is better than Grimace. Try as you might. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing you're on the Mr. Night train. I, you know, but Moon Knight's the one who brung me here. You know, like I, I, I've always liked that costume. I always thought it looked really cool. I also thought it was a stupid thing that if you're, a, you know, you're running around in the night trying to beat up criminals, bright white probably isn't the best way to go. Feels like the opposite direction. But as a kid, it was a really, it was a really, really cool costume. And I still think it's a really striking visual. Uh, however, as an adult, I got to go with Mr. Knight. It just looks terrific. And we did see him in the daylight, too. So there's something to be said about that, because I think there was some question people had. It was like, oh, can we only see this guy in the night? But uh, we saw him during the daytime in this yeah. episode. So I suppose yeah. uh, that's possible as well. Yes, sir. Uh, number uh, 10. No matter the outcome, do you think it was noble or foolish for Mark to go back after Stephen? That comes from Bo from Austin, Texas. Bo, you never leave a man behind. You gotta go back now. You put him over your shoulder and kind of. Uh, I yeah. did like that. Like it. Like in order to to balance the scales, because that's what that was the problem that we were having yes. in the previous episode. Is that we have these two hearts; they're being weighed against this feather, and, and the ultimate idea would be for them to balance out. And this being the moment where they realize, oh the way that they're actually strong is together, i.e. one heart. Of course. That's what brings him back and all of that stuff, which is like, you can kind of write that. I suppose it feels perhaps a little bit obvious, but it still works. I don't mind it. Yeah, I don't mind it either. I, I think it, I think it works. Um, you know, th- that I, you're never going to leave that character. Everyone's, you know, not everyone's, but like, the thing that binds everything together on this show is not the Mark character. It's the Steven character. You're not going to kill that character. Off. No, Steven's got to remain around because uh, you're right. You, you're not going to kill off the horse that brought you. Not in this world, at least not in, on not a, I, at least if not in the MCU that currently exists, we'll put it to you that way. Right. Uh, they, they can't kill that guy off. That guy's kind of got to remain around. And if there was, a, you know, if they were going to kill off him, he would not have been the main character. Mark would have been the main character and he would have lost, you know, Steven and it would have been a different story, but now nah, you, you, you can't lose that. That's just silly talk. Yeah. Uh, number 11. Uh, what do you think it would take for Keynes to fall back into fashion? And why is Bruce the most likely candidate of the three of us to have had a cane? Well, I will say straight away that, uh, of course, it would be Bruce who brings a cane around. Uh, I, I will say that he is the least likely to make the spark happen in general society. No one's going to look at Bruce and go, oh, man, he's got a that guy's got a cane. He knows what's happening. <laughs> I should get a cane, too. He is not that guy. Uh, but he is absolutely the person who would have a cane first. Yes. See now, and the difference is, is like he would have a cane that would have like a sword in it, like a secret sword. Yes. Whereas, like, if I had a cane, it would have like a little flask in it, like you know one of. And which, by the way, they totally made back in the day. There were oh, tons sure. of actual canes that were made as drinking devices back in the day that would just hold your hold your liquor. That does not surprise me in any way. Of course, they would. People would twist it off, have themselves a little nip, and then back to the game. So yeah, um, we're going we're going Bruce with that, but I think he would definitely go like the more ornate route with like the handle and everything. He's not going to go like normal like you know stick walking cane or nothing like that. 
He's a fancy. No, and it would and it would look ridiculous. Or like a little gym on the top, like uh, like the 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 amber in Jurassic Park, something like that, some crap like that. Number twelve. Why didn't Layla smash all the statues when she was looking for Conchu? This is a good question, uh, and one of our listeners asked this question as well, and it's one that kind of feels like it's one of those obvious things that you have to go shut up story yeah. <laughs> in order for yeah. it to actually work because, yeah, I mean, especially with what she's looking to do at this particular moment, my guess is you want to cause as much chaos and craziness as possible. So why not at least one or two others? Maybe not all of them. Perhaps you don't have time to go through 15 <laughs> different gods, but you could, you know, there's three that are right beside them. Yeah. You got two hands, grab at least one more. Yeah, I mean, when the when the answer is shut up story, like you're doing it wrong, you yeah. know, like you you got to have at least you at least have to have a line there that explains it away. I had to I had to juke out this uh, this guard <laughs> that was trying to get me to not smash all the other ones or something. We don't like know that. if any of these are even worse, you know, any anything like that. Yeah, maybe this is a fake one. I don't know. Makes sense. Uh, number 13, what has Layla seen that makes her not raise an eyebrow to someone inhabiting the body of a dead person as a means of communication? Well, this is always an issue, right? When like people's reaction to incredible things happening. And usually you see this happen in really bad movies where like, you know, something fantastical has happened or something horrifying has happened. And the person makes almost no reaction to the thing that's happening. It's just surprising that it's happened in this show since they're usually so good about this sort of thing. This is an oversight. And, you know, unfortunately that's the answer is that it's just a complete oversight. Somebody should have pulled her aside and been like, look, there's dead people talking to you right now. Like you, you, you need to have a reaction. You can this. have like, you know, it's like, it's a two or three line thing. Like what? What are, what are you yes. talking about? No, no, calm down, calm down. I am just like, I am this hippo lady, but I'm talking through you through this dead body. No, just no, no, calm down. Like one of those sort of things. And that, that, that'll kind of raise it all. But her just going like, well, I'm just talking to this guy who, oh, by the way, I didn't notice this until I watched a video of somebody talking about it is the guy who's on the ground doing the reaction. So he's, it's, it's actually the hippo lady, the hippo God who's talking uh, via this guy. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's moving his hands, and you think like like why is he moving his hands like that? But if you look back at the uh, the previous episode with the hippo god, that's how she's moving her hands yes, while she's talking is, the her, whole time. That is, yeah, her hands come up like she fans her fingers and stuff back yeah. and forth and back and forth. I thought it's that was great. hilarious. I was just like, oh, that is such a that is such an interesting, neat little choice that somebody caught. And I was just like, I'm so glad that stuff like that's there. <laughs> All right, number 14. No matter how many Marvel TV shows I watch, I still feel dead inside. Why? Uh, honestly, I think one of the main problems, and we thought about this when a lot of uh, these things start coming down the line here, and we've even seen it from our uh, fans over at patreon.com slash HMP for our other show, is that uh, we may just be milking this bad boy a little bit too much. We may just be going through these, because if you really think about it, like how many Marvel series have we gone through in two years? It's been a lot. Six, six. A lot of stuff, man. I also think that you know what they need to start doing is is start branching out to the point where like, you know, this is for like, and they're starting to do it. You know, like with Ms. Marvel specifically, where 
you know, this is for the younger kids. This is for the fanboys. Like this is for people who uh, like want, want to see something different. This is your LGBTQ audience. Like they, that's what they need to yeah, do more. Here's of. your old people. show. <laughs> exactly. It's just murder. She wrote with capes. <laughs> Why not? You know, I mean, that's really what they should be doing. And they're not, uh, you know, it's, it feels a lot of like oh, more of the same, you know, and they don't need to do that. They, 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 they should customize it. They have the ability to do that. Now I, I will check all of their stuff out. I'm going to check out Ms. Marvel, even though that show isn't made for me. Yeah, exactly. And we've kind of talked about that on, on, on this show and, uh, and, and here movie podcast and a couple other subsequent things is that not all of these shows are, are going to be for everybody or for everybody's taste. Uh, we, we, like I said, we won't be doing a, like a, a, a Miss Marvel 30 questions, but we'll cover on here movie podcast. So we'll have, you know, options out there for people who want to get our ideas and stuff on it. But like, you know, it, it comes to a, a point, at least for us, certainly of how many things that we can just kind of end up covering at any particular time, because, you know, our, our time is obviously valuable. So I'm sure, you know, everyone listening else's and your time is valuable too. And that's why we thank you for downloading this episode. Uh, but we eventually you have to start making some decisions on what things stay and what things go and, you know, what attention that you'll give things to. Uh, but I think that that's something that Marvel needs to, and again, maybe it's a problem, like you said, maybe it's a problem that just ends up working itself out. You right. know, to where, you know, this group does this thing and that group does that thing. And maybe the two of them will meet and, you know, high five in the battlefield one day. Maybe they won't. Ladies and gentlemen, if you ever wondered how long Adam can speak about something, about nothing in the, like in particular, this is your moment. I could go uh, on question, even I could go on even further. I stopped myself on account. Question 14. Question 14 was left blank. I asked a joke question. Adam just went on for seven minutes. About that's how this. that's how it works around here. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant! You have a talent. I I got a gift of of, of saying a whole lot of nothing and filling some. This time. is the thing that you are the best at. Good job by you. Okay, number fifteen. How was Ethan Hawke playing his character after he was defeated? To me, it felt like he was playing the character drunk, <laughs> or as I like to call him, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Tuesday, I, Ethan Hawk. I don't know why. And maybe listen, Ethan, write the show, uh, Marvel30Q at gmail.com if you're listening. Uh I just feel like Ethan Hawk ties one on. I just that's a guess. He's definitely been in a bar somewhere and said the lie. No, you shut up, let's go. Um what? No, you're drunk. Tell me what I'm doing here. Like what? <laughs> what are you saying right now? I don't know. You shut up. Uh, but that, listen, it's kind of his default there. But I, I, I am still surprised that he's even in this, you know, for somebody yeah. that really eschews a lot of the kind of, you know, more or less trappings of Hollywood. We'll do a couple here and there. So I'm sure that, you know, he, you know, pays the rent and everything at the house and whatnot. Unless uh, it's a horror movie. He is a sucker for a horror movie, man. But again, you know, when you, when you talk about from, yeah, you're right though, because you think about like Daybreakers. You think yeah. about um, the purge, the the purge movie. Then you got uh, sinister, and so yeah, Ethan. And Hawk. then he's in the new one. Yeah, if you give if enough little uh, little something or other there, uh, I guess in the horror genre, Ethan Hawke will show up. So maybe he's one of those horror fans that you know 
ties one on and he's like, listen, I'm, I'm going to do you, you. Don't worry. I'll show up. I'll be there. You want me to be the handsome guy with slightly bad teeth. So he still seems like he's a regular dude that could probably get this lady. All right, let's do it. I don't need to get my teeth fixed. That's kind of my calling card. Shut up. 16. Uh, who wears the wings better? Layla or Sam Wilson? That comes Sam from Wilson. Shut up. This isn't even a question. <laughs> Bo, I'm sorry. You're great. <laughs> let's 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 take this off the table it's sam wilson he's captain america for god's sake yeah captain america now we can fly that if we never see her again no one will care except for little egyptian girls yeah i mean like it's a nice thing but like at the same time like uh, where does she fit i don't know that she fits we got so many characters but hey prove me wrong prove me wrong make me care make me care i want it i want i want to be that's what I always tell people with all this stuff. We want to love everything. We really do. I do. I, I don't want to. Do. I don't want to waste my time and be like, "Wow, I really wish I would have done something else with my time." No, <laughs> no. I want it to be good. Don't, don't, don't make me pissed. I don't like it. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, number seventeen. Then I know none of us are experts on Egypt, but Moon Knight showrunner Mohammed Diaz had a bone to pick with Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Do you feel like you've learned more about Egyptian culture <laughs> than with Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four? That would that would be a big no. Absolutely not. I've learned nothing more about Egyptian culture. Look, Egyptian culture is cool, but you know, there, like there, there's a certain moment where if you, if you're trying to teach me stuff, like I'm, I'm shutting it off, you know, like it's, that isn't what I'm there for. I love learning things all the time. I don't want to, li- I don't want to learn anything new in your dumb Marvel show. <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe they weren't like looking out to just be like, you know, uh, a little bit of um, what, what's his face there from reading rainbow, just saying, Hey, don't, oh, don't, just take, don't take my word for it. Kind of thing. I don't necessarily mm-hmm. mean that per se, but you know, I learned a little bit about more some of the, some Egyptian god stuff and things like that that I I certainly didn't know. So yeah, I feel like it did at least a better job of making me believe that this was actual stuff that went on. I feel like I could believe this more than say Wonder Woman 1984, which is like, oh yeah, we have all of this stuff here. Isn't it really great? It's from like <laughs> Egypt and shit. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, trying to, you know, trying to say that wonder, like, like comparing yourself to Wonder Woman 1984, <laughs> is not, you know, you're going to look good. No, no matter what you're comparing to Wonder Woman 1984, you're going to look good. Your work's going to look okay. Um, completely uh, like and, and of all of the movies and I'm, I'm sorry to go off on a rant here. I have to, yeah. the, of all of the movies I was most looking forward to, that might be the expectation buster of, of any movie in quite a while for me, like five in the last five years, my, my expectations for that movie versus what we got are it's so like, it, I mean, it's not on the levels of Phantom Menace, but it's, it's, it's not great. You know, the, that was the biggest disappointment of a movie I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. There, there's handfuls of moments that are kind of like, Oh, Oh. And then, but there's so much more. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I, the, the one moment in particular that I take away from that movie and I like it a lot is when she, uh, she saves that little girl and she tells her like, she, she says, she's like, we got a secret now. Be quiet. Yeah. Like that, I love that part. 
But for them, for every just about every other part of that movie is like yikes. That also really works because that little girl is absolutely adorable. Oh my god, she's adorable. <laughs> Eighteen. Conchu tries to make a deal with Layla and she refuses. Then at the series stinger, Conchu says, "Why would I try to deal with Layla when I had Jake all along?" Is he lying in that moment? Hey, listen, we've, we've all said this to ourselves at one point or another. It's just like, listen, I, you know, I, I could be over there, but like, I didn't, you know, I didn't really want that. That's not something that I was even interested in the first place. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. Shut your mouth. You know, you wanted to be over there, but just because she didn't want you, well, I didn't really need any of that kind of hassle in my life. So, you know. It's overall, it's best that nothing happened out of it. You're a liar. You know you would have. She would have rather had that. But uh, but I will say this though: Jake is the kind of guy who, like, when he gets called on, does deliver the goods. Because every time that those two black out and he takes over, a lot of dudes hit the ground. Yeah, there's a lot of dead people around him. So you know, it's it's tough to say. Let's go on to 19. I've never had the pleasure, but have you ridden in a limo bonus points if no one was dead? Oh, many, many times, yes. I, I, I don't know why. I just like it's like for whatever reason, the uh, the 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 uh, opportunities never really presented himself. I've never even ridden a limo in a in a in a funeral type thing. Uh, but for whatever reason, especially with as tall as I am, you think I'd be perfect candidate for a limo? What with the long legs and whatnot. <laughs> I feel like you, they ought to be rolling up to me and just go like, it feels like you have a hard time getting in regular cars. I'd be like, you know what? You're more right than you would imagine. They would invite me into the limo. I would have myself a nice drink and then we'd head into work. I don't know why yes. that doesn't happen. Well, I'll tell you right now that a limo is not nearly as expensive as you think it might be. Like it's, it's not that much of a, of a wallet buster. Hmm. Um, but my favorite limo moment ever is I was in San Francisco and my uh, visiting my sister and I was on, I was working out there and all of my coworkers and I are, are hitting the town with my sister or my sister's taking us to all the cool, the cool bars in San Francisco. And, and we hit the last one in the area we're in. And she's like, Oh, you know what? We, there's a really great one, but it's sort of across town. And right when she says that this limo pulls up and huh. one of the guys in our crew was like, Hey, how much is it to rent you? And the guy's like, ah, it depends on how far you're going. And he's like, uh, we're going to, uh, we're going to, where are we going? Blah, blah, blah. And it turned out that if each of us gave this driver 20 bucks, he would take us to the bar in that limo. Shoot. And so we went and, and, and my sister says to me in the car as we're driving in the limo, as we're driving over to this bar, she's like, this is the kind of thing that only happens to you. This <laughs> never happens to me ever. This will never happen to me again. This is literally just a you thing. And so we get out of the limo at that bar and everybody was like, who are these guys? <laughs> they're, they're clearly someone special. They're in a limo, but they're not at a wedding. This isn't like some bachelor party. So what is happening, right? It was just the most fun. I've always wanted to hire people to like, you know, follow me around to like a restaurant or something and just start taking pictures and trying to bug me and stuff, making other people oh, that's be good. like, what's going on with this guy? Something's got to be going on. People You're going like, to need the limo part of it, though, in order to sell it. It's not bad. Yeah. If you pull up in the limo and then people start asking you questions, just having you sign stuff. People are like, what's this guy's, <laughs> what's this guy's deal? He must be something else over here. <laughs> maybe, really maybe funny, I ought to go get his autograph as well. And then they're like, oh yeah, I loved you in such and such. Watch him make up some things that you weren't in love it 
<laughs> 21. 21 with Jake in control of Moon Knight. Doesn't that make him more like a superpowered Punisher? I think that it does. Uh, because, like, I mean, if he's the guy that just goes and he's that instrument of killing and everything, feels like. Hey, can we get a full season of that, please? I just want to see Moon Knight just murking dudes for like an entire season. Six full episodes of this guy just murdering people left and right. It's the only Disney Plus show that has a body count of 358. <laughs> Be like, we're only halfway through the first season. It's all right. Don't worry. The only way you're going to get to watch that Moon Knight show is if you got that child lock on your Disney <laughs> Your Disney Plus account. You got to put in that, man. I'm so glad I learned how to turn that off. I accidentally turned it on, and it, every time you try to slick the thing, it's just like, "What's your code?" I'm just like, I am an adult man. I'm the only person who has this. I don't need a bloody code on this to watch Moon Knight. Thank you very much. I'm Listen, glad. I'm that trying to watch Disney Plus. I don't need a lock. I'm an adult man. <laughs> I'm an adult. Damn it. <laughs> Now let me watch Disney Plus in peace. Now let me try to watch my animated program, if you don't mind. <laughs> uh, we forgot twenty, <laughs> but let's do. Let's jump back and do twenty. Uh, Jake shoots Haro, but we don't see it, leaving his death ambiguous. Okay, Marvel, stop that. Am I right? That comes from uh, Matt. Matt, th this th he is dead. Harrow is dead. Uh, you know, I mean, but at the same time, too, I think in classic comic book fashion, you always kind of got to leave that door open at least. Oh, slightly man, ajar. really not. Really, really not. It, it, man, I, I, I hope you're all wrong. That is just so annoying. If yeah. It's... At the same time, too, though, like, you know, his death was off screen. He was, you know, chopping yeah. the head with a, with, with a, what do we call it there? Uh, axe or some such. Ugh. Oh, man. No. No. I guess that's a no, guys. Man, so uh, that, that, that's just angering. Oh, man, <laughs> you guys better be wrong. Number 22. This one comes to us from Eric. Eric writes, with the addition of the Egyptian gods and Layla Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. In Moon Knight and the upcoming addition of the Greek gods in Thor, Love and Thunder. Could we see an MCU version of War of the Realms or perhaps an Agents of Atlas style team? Thanks for all of your great podcasts. It comes from Eric Cotton. Eric, thanks for writing in, buddy. Uh, I don't know about those things. This is one that I wish Bruce was here for this. Are any clue for you? Well, I know I know War of the Realms, but I don't know Agents of Atlas. I'm going to guess that this is a Hercules uh, style thing, and and all of that completely missed me because I, I I I stopped reading comic books a little after, um, like a little after the 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 Civil War was over, like mm. like like just past that. And so when it comes to the newer stuff, I haven't read very much of it. And so I'm guessing that that's a new thing. Um, so I'm, I'm sorry about that, Eric. Uh, uh, thanks for the, thanks for the email. I, I don't, I don't know what that is. Oh, the, uh, to go backwards though. Um, War of the realms is uh, uh, all the, all the gods fighting each other over who's the best. And it's pretty fun actually. Yeah, I never. I don't think I ever really read many of a uh, like any Hercules. Like maybe one or two that was like you know thrown in. You know when they have like you know Secret Invasion where there's like eight billion different comics, and then right. you're like, well, I guess I'll buy one of these things to you know maybe sort of complete the story. Then you read it and you're like, well, that's three dollars down the drain, I suppose. 
I, I just, I, I, I don't I, like, I'm, I'm not interested in Hercules at all. You know, like I, like I, I get why people like him as a character. I'm just not one of those people. Yeah, makes sense to me. Uh, 23. According to Marvel.com, Layla did in fact become the Scarlet Scarab. This is basically the only prediction I've ever gotten right about these types of shows. How obnoxious can I be about it? And that's from St. Kitts. The answer is as obnoxious as you want to be because you were right. You know, I, I don't know if you're a sports fan at all, St. Kitts, but basically anyone, anytime anyone predicts anything correctly in, in major league sports, that's all they ever talk about. Oh, yeah. So, so take your bow here. Definitely be obnoxious about it. As I predicted, like you just got to like preface everything with an as I predicted kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And if you Listen, can half roll him. your eyes at somebody when you're saying it, that adds a little level. Absolutely. Listen, guys, I called it right that 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 this last time I'm going to call it right again. You guys need to start listening to me more. There are so many people that thought they knew what was going on, but when in fact, uh, from the beginning, I believe, if you can go back and just, I mean, check the record, if you will, because it's out there. The record is available for you to check, and when you check said record, you'll notice I was talking about Scarlet Scarab way, way back when. So, you know, you're welcome, maybe? You know, you could do stuff like that. Great job, St. Kitts. 24. It was leaked this week that originally the Eternals were going to show up in this series, and they decided against it. Good call or great call? Oh, I can't tell you how many of the kids that I heard screaming in the parking lot afterwards that were just like, why weren't the Eternals in this show? <laughs> we all really wanted it. What with that one fat one and the other one with the that looks like a... That you're like, maybe that's a, is, is that a kid? I what don't about know. the child bride? Is she still there? <laughs> you all like, I ask people, I'm like, what's that movie about? And they're like, well, people fight in it and stuff. I'm like, well, yeah, I, I mean, that's like a Marvel movie right there. But like, what's the movie about? They're like gods and stuff. You're like, that's all you got, isn't it? And pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you don't know because it's a piece of garbage. And thank isn't God. there an eternal sticking out of the sea? Like, why haven't we seen that anywhere else at a Marvel property? Look, can we be honest? With, oh, like, right, because they're trying to mind wipe us with the men in black thing. The Celestials are the only thing that's going to come out of the Eternals that's going to be worth two craps. Can we be I agree. honest I with totally that? I totally agree. Because I was super stoked to see them, like, you know, in the sky and all that. I'm like, ooh, this might be, oh, nope, 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 not interesting. Sorry, we screwed that one up. <laughs> Swing and a miss on you. Oh, well. Number 25, the big finale, uh, the big finale fight scene was pretty impressive in Moon Knight, but the actual fighting between the gods paled in comparison to the humans battling in the street. As a different style as the show was, is a big CGI fight an itch that Marvel just has to scratch every time they make a movie or TV show? Uh, yes, is the answer. Although, you know, one of the things that makes that ground fight so cool is that you get to see the perspective of the big things fight each other. You know, a lot of the time when you're seeing big things scrapping each other, they usually want to do it from overhead, which is not nearly as impressive as somebody walking out of a bodega and seeing two giant things fight. That's amazing. Yeah, it's whenever you see 
that kind of ground level thing, especially looking up and stuff, is when you're impressed in movies. One of the one of the coolest times uh, that I had was in uh, the Godzilla King of the Monsters, not the most recent Godzilla, but the one that was previously out from that one, uh, where they go and you see Mothra for the first time, and I saw that in 4DX, where you're you're shown from the bottom looking where these characters are up at Mothra, and the seat kind of moved you back and everything, so it made you feel like you were tilting up looking at the giant Mothra and stuff that was there. And that's why that angle is so important, is that that can give you that true actual perspective that you don't see anywhere else in those you know giant wide shots or anything else like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, 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 but yeah, ultimate, ultimately, I... I I feel like that kind of stuff has to be in there, but you know, sometimes it's kind of cool, which leads us into question number 26. Uh, do you want Egyptian kaiju movies now? That comes from Matthew. I love that. Uh, to me, that was so cool. I love the fact that like they took, they had all the cult members and stuff do the like judging thing, taking those people's souls, those souls flying out I'm eating those souls, then growing in very, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, Power Rangers style. <laughs> and then Conchu comes to, and they're fighting over the pyramids. It's like, dude, I don't, like, to me, that was so awesome. And then to have those two and the fight chore- correlate between the two, where these two are fighting, flying through the air as the WWF of giant, you know, Conchu monster deities are fighting. It's, to me, that was just so cool. And I love that no one else kind of like the entire town, town like you know can't really see anything because as we saw in like previous episodes, unless you're like one of the kind of enlightened or whatever it happens to be, you can't see any of those things that are going on. So this giant battle for humanity is happening, and most of the people in Egypt can't even you know won't even see what's going on. Yeah, and and you know this this battle is the difference between the last episode of Book of Boba Fett and this. You know, like the it, the scale of it, like you you uh, you really get a feel for it. It's pretty great. Yeah, it makes it it makes it feel like you know you you could have these two characters fighting, but when you have these big giant creatures fighting, it kind of like it just it it elevates things. It makes it to a, a bigger level because you've literally made it bigger. <laughs> Twenty. I really like the idea of Marvel Television being the farm league for movies. So when these characters show up in movies. It's a big deal. Think Daredevil and No Way Home. But do you think that's their plan? I feel like it it needs to be um where they're going with stuff. It it, it this needs to be that area that they just kind of try some stuff out on and if it doesn't work then maybe just can it or, you know, go, oh, well, that was another uh, multiverse that you didn't know about. The, that's not in our multiverse anymore. Maybe they can always kind of go back and uh, and double back with any of the things that they don't like and just be like, nope, that was 612. We're in the right. 618, which, by the way, I liked in uh, Multiverse of Madness that they actually called out 616. Uh, yeah, and they definitely did. Cool. And the funniest part about that is that that was just all a joke from Alan Moore. Like the, it, it originally comes from something where he's like, that was just a bit of silliness that I put into something. And they're like, yeah, we'll adopt that. And that'll be the thing from now on out. So shut up. And now that is canon. But I think uh, ultimately this is, it's the smart, it's the smart money for them. But I wonder yeah. if, um, if they do <clears throat> like, cause for example, 
Netflix doesn't exactly Netflix doesn't do pilots. They just green light a season. They do your season. They throw it out there. If it but that's all. That, look, man, that's all about to change. I mean, the, the right. way that streaming is done is about to all get get changed very quickly here. And so I, I just wonder how all that kind of plays plays yeah. into stuff like this as well, where it's just like I I think there's a lot of things that are still up in the air about how all this will eventually iron out. Yep, totally agree. 28. Uh, 28. Does the ending of this episode virtually guarantee that we will see a continuation of the Moon Knight story, whether in movie or TV for TV series form that comes from both from Austin, Texas? You know, I don't I don't want to see another Moon Knight uh, series. Uh, I, I would much rather see uh, him show up in other people's movies, quite honestly. But I I I. I I think that they're going to have another season of this and I don't want that. I, I don't want his own movie. This is not that character. He is a character that should show up and garnish your main dish. He is not his own. Like I, I don't find anything interesting about a guy who is having severe mental problems uh, for two seasons in a row. You know, like let's, let's just give him to somebody else who it would be fun to see him in something else. Well, my guess is is that like the kind of the struggle that we've seen would be what this particular season does. I feel like we are absolutely opened up for a, uh, a second uh, season on this one. So much so sure. that uh, they, from what people have said, they initially and maybe yeah. it's just an error put up series finale and then put up season finale later yeah, on. Yeah, I, I saw correct. that too. So. My my guess is that was just kind of a clerical error sort of thing. But I think that they're definitely I think after a second season where we really submit cement the character <laughs> as who that character is and everything, then we will be allowed to go out. But as the character stands now via these six episodes, uh, we do not have a uh, a complete character yet. We're we're still no. kind of in that early phase of this. And so once we get over that kind of initial uh for lack of a better thing, origin uh, story hump. We'll once we get past that, then we can look to you know pepper Moon Knight throughout other things. Probably to a point where we don't even need Oscar Isaac in there anymore. Maybe he just pops in to do some some vocal work and stuff like that, and right. then we're done. But I feel like we've got to get all right, at least one Adam. More let's, all right, Adam. You've been on a roll for about twenty minutes on this question. Let's go to the next one. Next question. <laughs> then I was rounding it up. <laughs> Twenty nine podcasting for what feels like seventeen hours. That work, we got it. Twenty nine then. Twenty nine. The MCU has reversed death a lot in the last two years alone. Does the MCU actually have any stakes for you anymore? It doesn't for me. That is from Joe S. You know, Joe. That is that is an excellent excellent point. You you know when 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 you can completely reverse all of this, like what? Why does any of this matter? And you're right. But I think what's going to end up happening is what they did in the comic books. And, and they did stick to it for a bunch of years, which was Marvel where dead means dead. And they did that for a bunch of years until they didn't oh, yeah. anymore. But there was like about 10 years there where if somebody died, that person never came back. And it was really, it was a really fun read. And I think that that's eventually where we're going to get once we're done with all of this uh, multiverse Michigas. 
Yeah, and comics specifically for so many years were just like if somebody's dead, they 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 can always come back. We always we always joked in my house that you know Reed Richards died once every like eight years. Yeah, I mean, and and I'm and Jean Grey too. She dies constantly. Yeah, so there's there's people that kind of always kind of come away and come back, but it, it is tough because it it does have to you you do have to feel some stakes in order for that you know to to care. And if somebody yeah. comes in and just goes like, oh, no, you saw this person, you'll never see them anymore. I mean, like, I won't go into any specifics or spoilers or anything, but, you know, if some of the stuff that you saw in Doctor Strange and they were just like, well, that's all you'll ever see. We're never doing any of that stuff again. You know, I don't know. Like, like it's good and it's bad, I, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> in, yeah. in Kevin Feige's hands, we rest, uh, I guess it seems. Agreed. Well, let's wrap up this season of Moon Knight with question number 30. Number 30, what upcoming Marvel show are you most looking forward to seeing? What's the next one on the docket? Because like Ms. Marvel. It's Ms. Marvel. Yeah, that's right. So we won't be covering that one on this show. We'll be covering on Hero Movie Podcast. We'll probably do like, my guess is there's six episodes in the season if these things are to be, you know, consistent with each other so we'll probably cover like three episodes and then three the first three and second three episodes you know after those uh air on disney plus and stuff on hero movie podcast but outside of that i mean i guess is the she hulk show after that maybe still do we even have i don't even know if we've got a date specifically for that one even yet i don't think there is there's she hulk there's secret invasion there's echo 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 might be interesting just because it's so wild and off the path and everything, but I, I, I would surmise Oh, and that Loki Season have, 2. Well, Loki yeah. Season 2. I guess Loki Season 2 has got to be the answer for that because that's where you know we're going to kind of head out. But at the same time, too, I mean, mentioning Echo, uh, we've, got, we've got all the Marvel TV shows back there, and they are uh, strongly hinting at some sort of Daredevil thing coming up. So yeah. I... If you want to bring me back and just and get me on that super hype train again, throw me a weekly Daredevil out there and watch me get bananas. Because uh, to see that back and on not a you know a Netflix drop at all, and you guys got to kill yourselves within that entire week yeah, to review geez. it on HMP. That and, was really rough. But to do it as a thirty question show for Daredevil, I'm gonna say Daredevil actually. Uh, you know what? I agree with you, Daredevil. So bring back Daredevil as soon as you can, mm-hmm. everybody. Well, that will do it for another 30 questions and another 30 questions season here for Moon Knight. We'll be talking about other stuff that we're going to be doing in other shows. And if you'd still like 30 questions, guess what? We got more of that stuff coming for you super soon. Sean, where could they find that work? Uh, we are going to be doing a uh, 30 questions Obi-Wan show on the Star Wars feed. So if you it's, if you are already uh, subscribed to The Mandalorian, bam, it'll be there. Yeah, you'll see Mandalorian 30 questions. We're going to kind of rebrand uh, as our thar- uh, Star Wars 30 questions show. And uh, just any of the new Star Wars things that come out on Disney+, Plus, we will have our 30 uh, questions show there. So Obi-Wan uh, will be no exception to that rule because we had uh, the Mandalorian show on there. Then we had Book Boba Fett. We'll do Obi-Wan. And then when Book, or excuse me, when. Um, uh, Mandalorian comes back. We'll be uh, covering that one on there as well. And any of the other uh, mini uh, 
likely of things Disney has coming down the uh, line for us as uh, they are often want to do. That is it, everybody. Join us next time when we're talking Obi-Wan 30 questions over on our 30 questions format. Uh, for Sweet Chance of Kovacs from the Internet, the absent Bruce Leslie, I'm Adam Portress, reminding you to get yourself a flip phone. <laughs> Still the best ending in the business right there. <laughs> Dang it, dang, dang, ding it, dong, ding, blue